Thanks for downloading episode 110 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Maybe the right foot of Herbie Kane. Instead, it's played back to the drive to come in. And it's packed in at the back pound. The rebound for the opening goal of the afternoon. It's the fancy call from close range in the fourth minute. It was a little back heel from the free kick on the edge of the box. It was Luca Connell with the drive. Low down to Connor Ripley's left-hand side. It's too hot to handle. And Estefante Cole coaching for his 13th goal of the campaign. And that is just the start that the Shrimps didn't want. At Barnsley, one more can nil. You know what, there seems to be a wee bit of, uh, of tension down in the touchline. I don't know if Devante Cole was offside, um, but from where I was, it certainly looked like he was offside. Um, he has reacted to the second phase. To be fair, Connor Ripley pulls off a, a tremendous save to begin with, uh, and then Cole follows up with the easiest of tap-ins. Not an ideal start, but they are going to have to pick themselves up now. Nice little back heel. Here comes Luca Connell on the edge of the box. He's not afraid to shoot. Does get a shot away, and it's well parried away down to the left-hand side by Connor Ripley. Second phase, it's going to end up in the back of the net for 2-0. And it's Max Waters with it. We didn't get the clearance then on the first phase. Shot from Connell. Good save low down to his left by Connor Ripley. But we didn't clear our lines. Ball at the byline on the right-hand side. Crossed in. And there's Waters to provide the finishing touch and close range. And on 22 minutes, it's Barnsley 2, Falcon 0. I think it might actually be Danel Samu that gets the last hatch there. You know, it's the second phase. Connor makes a great save from the first effort. Um, Williams then puts it back into the box, and as Samoa's trying to cover the player that uh, I think it was Waters that was unmarked in the middle, I think he manages to eat it to final touch on that. Luke Thomas, neat feet to skip away from a couple of challenges, getting to the byline. Might need a bit of help here, Thomas, because he's left footed. Here it comes now in the form of Anderson, he's in the box here. The Tyke's captain's going to fall for Herbie Kane. He's going to drive that one into the bottom corner of Connor Ripley's net. And you feel the points probably already in the back this afternoon for Michael Duff's men. In the 33rd minute, we were undone down the right-hand side. Good work by Luke Thomas, the drive to the byline. He got it to Matt Anderson and the Tyke's captain drove towards the right-hand side of the box, pulled it back, and there was Herbie Kane. And you have to say, a smart finish inside of his right foot. Curls it past the left hand of Connor Ripley into the bottom corner to make it pass on his three, Hawkham nil. Again, Dave, you almost have to credit Barnsley for, for what they've done there. Um, they work it out of a very, very tight space, and, and the ball manages to come back to, to sorry, Kane on the edge of the box, who unleashes a, a you know, Ripley can't do much about that. You know, it was curled perfectly into the bottom corner. There probably wasn't a spare millimetre between the post and the ball there when it passed them. So, you know, he was very limited in what he could do. And again, it's it, the goal is kudos to Barnsley for, for how they've worked out of a really tight uh, situation and managed to get the shot on goal. The Shrimps being given a bit of a lesson here on, in how to be clinical in front of goal. Barnsley, a very, one of a number of very, very good teams fighting for promotion at the top end of the League One table and they've scored three goals all of good quality that's probably the best of the lot actually 
Here come Barkley once more. Jordan Williams, slide roll, it's going to open up here for Devante Cole to tap it in for 4-0 and we, that was a sloppy mistake through the middle of the park that time. It was far, far too easy for Jordan Williams just to slip it into the path of Devante Cole who provided the right-footed finish past Connor Ripley from about 15 yards out and that puts the icing on already a very tasty cake for Michael Dustman this afternoon in the 54th minute. It's Barnsley 4, Morgan nil. Again, the, the decoy run is what detracts people's attention there because Herbie Kings made the run across onto as if he's going to take the ball on and take the shot, but he lets the ball keep running beyond him, and that's what, what probably doesn't help the Morecambe defence as they think that Herbie Kings taking the electric goal and it goes through to Devante Cole and he's got a, a very simple finish there to put the ball past Connor Ripley. He'll, he'll be disappointed, but you know it, it's an intelligent move from Barnsley to get that ball. Gibson wrestles possession back and then Love goes up and over. That's a nice ball. Looking for Umar Nias. Tries to feed it into Crowley. 20 yards out. Crowley might try and bend that oh. one into the corner and very nearly succeeded as well. It comes back off the post and Cole Stockton finds Rosette on the rebound. How's your luck? You know, it's a, it's a fantastic uh, flick from Nias into the pass of Crowley. Crowley's effort it looks like it's just going to nestle. Um, almost like Herbie Kane's goal in the first half. It looks like he's going to nestle uh, into that bottom corner, comes back off the post, and then this is the Hauser lap. But Cole Stockton, what, six yards from goal this time last season, that's going in the back of the oh, net. But 100%. A late corner then for Barnsley, 30 seconds from the end of the game here at Oakwell. They are leading Morgan by four goals to nil. It's in right footed, right under Connor Ripley's crossbar, and it's headed into the back of the net by Bobby Thomas. I think on that occasion, Connor Ripley just got his angles a little bit confused, perhaps, as the corner was whipped in. It was a delicious curler from the right-hand side towards the back post. And central defender Bobby Thomas, unmarked, nods it into the back of the net, and it's stoppage time. It's Barnsley 5, Morecambe 0. That, that is a harsh reflection on the game. You know, I think at 4-0, four, four then has it been a 4-0 game? Yes. Has it been a 5-0 game? I would disagree, it's been a 5 0 game. Um, you know, I think, again, it just shows the lack that is going against the football club at the moment in terms of on the pitch. Um, and there's not much not much you can do about that. What they're going to have to do now is, is put this one straight out of the system um, and, and move on to, to Friday against Plymouth. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps' verdict on Beyond Radio. The referee brings proceedings to a close. That goal from Bobby Thomas, the last action here at Oakwell. We've got a massive Easter weekend ahead now. Yeah, and, and listen again to what I said before this game. You've got to you've got to relish it. It'll hurt tonight. It'll hurt tomorrow. Um, it'll probably still sting a bit on Monday. But I think when when people come back into the building on Monday afternoon, uh, Monday morning, sorry. It's got to be that bit where it's out of your system and you've got to move on. There's no time for, for feeling sorry for yourself and these guys know that. These guys have been through the mill. Derek's been through it enough times himself where it'll be right. Listen, we've got six games to go. We have to move on to the next. We can't sit and dwell on it. We can take what we can take from it, but we have to ultimately go in and uh, go and start the week next week looking to the Plymouth game with... Uh, as much confidence as we possibly can which is a diff diff difficult thing to do but still knowing that there's 
you know, 18 points to play for. And there's hope there, isn't there? There is hope. There is, there is still those six games. We have got some tough fixtures coming up. I know you've got to go and disappear and do post-match in a second, but we've got those difficult games coming up. But we're not cut adrift yet. We're only four points from safety. We can't keep saying we're only three points, only four points, only five points, because the season will end and we'll be in the bottom four. But we're not cut adrift yet. We have still got something to play for. On, on the back of a result like today, there's one thing you've got to be, and that's curious, not judgmental. You, you, you've got to be curious as to see what we can do next when we're all in it together. Um, you can't you can't be judgmental in the fact that if we, if we want to, to really go to town on on the result today, then all we're going to do is foster a, a negative feeling that we don't need when we've still got so much to play for. This ain't done. No. This ain't done. No. There's six games to go. There's 18 points to play for. I've been in situations myself where it goes down to the last day and you need to take something on the last day to keep you in the division. And this is a situation we're probably going to be in this year. We've got to keep the hope. We've got to be to be curious going into this run of games. And we, what we all have to do is, regardless of what you think of individual players, what you may think of the manager, what you may think of anyone at the football club, park that to the side for six games. Park it to the side for six games and let's just get in this boat together and sail through it. Dale Prime McDonald, Head of Media and Communications at Morecambe Football Club. A pleasure to have you on co-commentary this afternoon and uh, we'll speak to you next time. Thanks, mate. Thank you. So the wait goes on. It's 196 days and counting since the Shrimps last tasted victory in League One way back in the middle of September against Forest Green Rovers. The writing was on the wall after just four minutes. Devante Cole finishing from close range uh, following a pile driver free kick that as well saved low down to Connor Ripley's left-hand side. Cole reacting the quickest to open the scoring for the Tykes early on in the piece. It was 2-0 on 22 minutes. I think officially it's a Denel Semeu own goal, although striker Max Waters was claiming the final touch inside the six-yard box. Herbie Kane with a delicious curler into the bottom corner made it 3-0 on 33 minutes and a mountain to climb for Derek Adams' men. Cole made it 4-0 on 54 minutes with his second of the afternoon. Dan Crowley hit the post 22 minutes from time. That was the closest uh, that Morecambe came to score in this afternoon, who were much brighter in the final third uh, in the second 45, but uh, we just couldn't get the ball uh, into the back of the net. And the last, literally the last touch of the game, deep, deep in stoppage time, a corner swung in from the left-hand side, right-footed. Missed by Connor Ripley, and there was central defender Bobby Thomas just to nod it into an empty net for the back post to put the icing on the cake for Michael Duff's tight suit. You have to say, one of a number of really, really good teams at the top end of this League One table. I think Morecambe this afternoon have been given a bit of a lesson, really, in, in, in quality play and how to be clinical in the final third. Make no mistake about it, we've been well beaten by a very good team this afternoon. But also make no mistake that Morecambe have shown plenty of heart, plenty of spirit, plenty of determination, plenty of fight. The fire is still in the belly. Take that from me. We just need to find some results from somewhere in these final six games of the League One season. Well, Derek, a final defeat at Barnes today. Just, uh, just your overall thoughts, really, on the game. Yeah, it was a difficult afternoon for us. It started, um, we lost a goal from a set play, uh, a free kick, and... We didn't react uh, well enough at that. Uh, then the second goal um, is an own goal. Uh, the third goal is a cutback and we don't pick up it in the box. 
the fourth goal, uh, they have a couple of overs and uh, get their goal. And in, in the fifth goal as well is, is from a set play. So we didn't defend uh, well enough uh, today. Um, we didn't obviously attack well enough at times either because um, we haven't been able to, to get a goal. Um, we changed the team today. We went to, you know, up front, uh, hoping that would give us uh, good momentum going forward. But uh, unfortunately, we didn't do well enough uh, at the back. Conceding early, it's been a bit of a problem away from home, and that, as you said, that's really the last thing you needed today. It was the last thing we needed. I think that um, you know there was space over the pitch at times, but. I've got to give credit to Barnsley because they're a very good team and uh, they passed the ball well, they picked up second balls and uh, they found solutions to the problems. There was a number of times where we got into good areas and uh, we don't find the right pass and uh, that happened uh, on numerous occasions today. Sometimes you've got to hand, hold your hand up, haven't you, and say, you know, Barnsley were better than us today, they were a good side. Yeah, I mean, I've had to do that a number of times this season and uh, I know that's not easy for, for any uh, Morecambe supporter to hear, but... Unfortunately, um, we are coming up against some really tough teams, and the players are trying. Uh, they just, at times, you know, they do get deflated uh, when uh, a number of things go against them. You know, the first goal uh, could have broke away, and, and you know, the ball could have broken a different direction. We might not have scored, you know, the own goal for the second, and these kind of things are hurting us. You came back second half. You had a couple of half chances yourself, and you say how things just turned. You had a chance for the keeper spilled it and the ball just didn't fall for you and it just these things keep going the wrong way. Yeah, I mean we hit the post as well uh, in the game, but uh, listen, we've we've tried to to attack and uh, we've come here to to try and do that today and uh, it hasn't worked for us. Going into the game today, how hard has it been as a club this week with the with the off-field incidents and the not getting paid and things? How's that affected you? Yeah, I mean it's been a difficult week for us. Um, we obviously found out on uh, Monday evening that um, the money wasn't going to into uh, the bank accounts of the staff and the players. Uh, and then late yesterday afternoon, we found out that uh, we were going to get paid. And uh, it has been a difficult week for the staff and the players. But what I've got to say that um, credit to them, um, they've been uh, really good, you know, as characters, as people, and uh, continue to work for the football club. I understand the result today uh, isn't one that uh, anyone would have wanted, but um, they are trying their best. Six games to go now, a defining weekend ahead. Good Friday, Easter Monday, it's always a busy and important weekend. Yeah, I mean, we play Plymouth at home and then uh, away to Portsmouth. and um, It's, uh, you know, two difficult games for, for different reasons. Uh, Plymouth are trying to get out of the division and, uh, you know, Portsmouth are trying to, you know, push as high as they can. But for our sakes that we're trying to get the three points to, to try and keep us in the division It was this time last year we just got that fantastic little run towards the end of the year and it just made a difference didn't it? Yeah I mean it'll have to make a, a bigger difference this year um, you know the points total that uh, we've got at this moment in time uh, the points that we are to the teams above us is is, is not great and uh, you know we have to go on uh, a very good run to do that Team sheet say had a uh, I didn't have Denson Weir in it. What happened just before the game? Yeah, Liam Shaw picked up an injury uh, in the warm-up, so we had to put uh, Jensen Weir in, who, who wasn't going to be in the starting eleven, uh, and then Ryan Cooney was added to the bench. How big a blow was that for you when you prepared all week for that, that situation and that, that happens last minute as well? 
Yeah, I mean, listen, Jens has played a lot of the season. Yeah, he's not a defensive midfield player, uh, but, uh, you know, he's come in there and uh, performed well this season. He's played that many times this season, so it, it wasn't too uh, concerning for us. Towards the end of the game, I noticed, you know, you'd lost 5-0 away from home, but the fans, they, they applauded you all off as well, and that shows great result from them as well. Yeah, it's very difficult for uh, the supporters because they want to see their team doing well and winning, and... Uh, Unfortunately, uh, at this moment in time, it is really difficult for us, not just on the field, but off the field as well. And uh, all we're doing uh, is trying to work as hard as we can uh, for their football club. So last one, on Friday, in case of everyone being together one, once again for that big, big game against Plymouth. Yeah, we have to be. You know, but I, I would say that uh, as a football club, uh, we've been very strong and resilient over many years and uh, that has uh, taken us through uh, the hard times and at this moment in time uh, as a football club uh, it is very difficult and uh, we're in a division that uh, we've only been in for the second season and uh, yeah, we're, we're trying hard to, to stay there again Well down a 5-0 defeat at Barnsley today uh, must be hard to take Yeah um, not a nice feeling for me and for everyone who played today or was involved today it's yeah it's it's really hard to take they were pretty clinical weren't they to be honest yeah really clinical um they're a good side with some good players but as a team we have to do better you came here obviously game plan it's not been a great week for you as a team and as a club but uh, again to go down one nil down for four minutes that really doesn't help does it yeah no not at all um it's hard you know when when we work so hard in the week and we come here with a game plan and a mindset of what we want to do and, and then like you say after four minutes we concede a goal like that at a big a good team you know um, it's really difficult to take Six games to go now you've, you've got to show some quality and some real passion and desire haven't you as a team Yeah 100% um, we can't dwell on it too much today we have to look what we did wrong um, what we what the positives are um and put it right on Friday, you know, we, we can't, you know, sit and feel sorry for ourselves. Um, we have to change it as a group and, and sort it out fast. Friday, uh, Plymouth at home, who are a good side again, so it's going to be really, really tough again. You, you've got to show something there, haven't you? Yeah, but they're all good sides in this in this team, but I believe in us as a team and I believe we can, we can beat anyone, you know, when we're at it and when we're doing what we can. Um, so we just got to focus on what we can do. Um, and ourselves and then um, yeah and if we do that and then we'll get the three points It's been a while since it's happened but I always sense it makes such a difference when you get the first goal of a game Yeah of course you know when, when you're in this situation it, it's, it's not easy um, and that's not making an excuse but like you say when, when we do get the first goal um, it just it does something to us you know confidence wise and like on the other hand when, when you concede early it, it affects us you know but we can't we can't keep letting us, letting it, letting it affect us. You know that's it's not good enough. We can't accept it as a team, and you know there's still you know 90 minutes to play. We have to keep going and keep believing ourselves and and doing what we what we can. Um, so yeah, it is tough, but you know it's it's not an excuse. How hard has it been this week with with the the not getting paid incident? Is, is it hard as a team, as an individual? You know you, you've all got families, you've all got mortgages, or is that just something that you've taken in your stride? No, it is difficult, but it kind of it is what it is, you know. Um, you know, it's not a nice situation to be in, but there's a lot worse, you know, other people, situations other people are in. 
um, we can't feel sorry for ourselves. We have to focus on today. Um, you know, we, we kind of knew we were going to get paid, but it's just a matter of when. Um, but the you know the club would doubt of it, and um, yeah, we just had to focus on today. Um, you know, we're professionals, and we have to be professional about it. And last one, Good Friday, Easter Monday. Now that could be a defining weekend, couldn't it for you? Yeah, it's massive. Um, but you just have to take each game as it comes, um, and just focus on the game and what we have to do. And you know, we can't worry about um, you know, not can't worry about the situation we're in. But we have to just play our game um, and do you know, give one hundred percent and fight as a team and you know try and keep this 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 team in the league um and we can only do that by working our socks off believing ourselves and and doing what we what we know we're good enough to do delighted to be joined uh, once again by uh, the head of media and communications at the Mazuma, uh, dale pride mcdonald now uh, dale we had you on a few weeks ago at uh, fleetwood and uh, well lots has happened since then yeah listen it's been uh it's been a period of games sticking fast. I think last week was the first time in four or five weeks we didn't have a midweek game. And listen, I think that, that break at this time of the season is really, really important as well. And when you get to this point in any campaign, regardless of league, country, anywhere you are in the world, the games mean more at this stage of the season. So the impact you can have in a game, you know, when you, when you go into your league season, August, September, October, you've still got time to make things up at this stage of the season everything you do matters um, so it's uh, it's good to be here in Barnsley I, th- I think you've got to thrive in these environments um, I tend to think that we all want to go and test ourselves in the best environments all of the time and, and this is a big test today you've reeled off the stats there about where Barnsley, uh, Bar- Barnsley sit at the moment um, they are in a great position in the league they've done that through being a really good football team um, which sounds so simple to say but you know they do what's effective for them and it's got them to where they are and it's a challenge that you've got to go and embrace this afternoon and, and go make a fist of it and we beat Barnsley at the Mazuma 1-0 earlier in the campaign as well so we know we can beat them we know on our day that we can compete with the very best in the division but it's that discrepancy isn't it between the home and the away form it, it's, it's quite something at some point we have got to get a second and probably a third away win and we've got to get them in the next few weeks. Yeah, but listen, I think so many, so many people and so many things can can be drawn into stats and, and facts. The the only stat that matters is the points you've got on the board at the end of the campaign, uh, whether they come home or away or anywhere in between is irrelevant. You know, I think um, you've seen teams in the past that will maybe go through a whole season without an away win in the league. Um, so you know it becomes irrelevant what you do is you take each game at a time regardless of whether it's home or away and you want to go and make that game worth three points to you and that, that's all you can do Now it would be remiss of us Dale not to talk about events of what's gone on in the last few days at the Mazuma Stadium quite a, a, a tumultuous week uh, how, how was it to deal with and, and how's the mood in the camp now? Listen I, th- I think we're glad that we sit here now focusing on the game Um and listen, it, it wasn't the best situation for everyone involved, but I think the statement that was put out last night was was really, really clear in the fact that, you know, in terms of galvanising people, in terms of bringing people together, it, it was it was a big week for the football club. It was a, it was a big week for, for the people at the football club, but everyone came together. Um, I was really, really proud uh, to be part of the team this week because everyone just kept on going about their ordinary business and, and giving 110% to the football club and listen that's all you can ask for in that situation um, it's now being cleared up we move on we've got a bit of closure on that bit and, and we move on to, to today and, and the future now 
Let's talk about the women's uh, team as well. A, a great occasion last Sunday at the Mazuma Stadium. It was slightly before your time, wasn't it, Dell, when uh, the partnership, the official formal partnership was made to bring the women's team into the, the Morecambe FC family. For, but what an occasion it was last Sunday. It was. Um, but, again, I think that's down to people. You know, I don't think that was down to to the football club I think that was down to every single person that was involved in it buying in which then ultimately does become the football club but I think we, we have to remember that um, there's so many spinning plates across a, an entire football club so to be able to, to give the girls that platform on Sunday was, was fantastic they did there but on the pitch I thought they were absolutely brilliant um, I have to you know I spoke to her on the pitch straight after the game uh, Yasmin Swarbrick I thought was fantastic Nat Broad I thought was was probably my player of the match and she never got it um, but there was uh, there were so many good things to come out of it and I think what it does is it, it just brings everyone together uh, that bit closer in terms of the women's team into the football club and, and so on and so forth so it was, it was a good experience um, you know, and I think it gives everyone that, that chance to look forward to it again in the near future um, and the fact that we had 600 plus people in the ground really shows that there's an appetite to support Absolutely. women's football at Morgan Football Club and you know it, it can it can sometimes end in a damp squib in these situations where you know you can, you can take the, the women into the stadium and, and let them play on the pitch and maybe don't get the result or the performance but to, to come into the stadium last week make it their home and then to go out and, and win 5-1 um, it, it just it brings everything together really, really nicely for them. I suppose with the exponential rise of the women's game in the last few years, Lionesses last summer, of course, that appetite is there, isn't it? And of course, the, the women players themselves, not used to playing in front of big crowds, not used to playing in, in a professional football environment, that can only be good for the whole of the football club. 100%. I mean, what, one of my very, very close friends is, uh, is Shelley Kerr, who used to be the Scottish women's manager, took Scotland women to the the, uh, the World Cup, sorry, um, and it was an incredible experience for her and for Scotland, but um, she now works for the SFA as a, uh, not the SFA, sorry, the FA in England as a technical director for the women's game, and I think it shows when the FA are investing in that levels of of position, they see a huge value in the in the women's game, but also the clubs then buy into it because the, the governing body buys into it, and if the governing body then goes and really forces the issue and tries to make it stronger, the clubs, the people, the supporters, everyone buys into it, and you end up with a positive result. Now you've been here quite a while now, Dale. How have you settled in? How have you found the, the whole Morecambe Football Club environment? Absolutely brilliant. Um, I think a lot of people thought I was maybe a bit over-enthusiastic in my first week when I, I did my, my commentary with you and I was on the Shrimps uh, Trust podcast, but I genuinely believe this is a fantastic football club. There's some extremely good people at this football club. I'm just looking over at our, our band of Hardy fans right now and I had the, the chance to speak to some of them uh, as they arrived today and um, you know their passion for their football club is second to none and I think what what my perception coming in the door is that there's there's so much opportunity to be explored here um, in terms of what we can do as a media and communications department to pull supporters closer to the football club but um, all in all you know I think we've seen so much good on the pitch maybe sometimes without the result coming but I think at, at the same time this week as I there's been so much good off the pitch as well and I think you know we have to remember the, the size of the football club we have to remember the, the resources of the football club and that you know we're making the best we can with what we've got
and that needs to be the rallying cry for the fans, doesn't it? We need to, regardless of people's opinions on team selection or management or whatever it might be, the fans all need to come together now in these closing weeks of the season as one and give it everything we've got to get behind the lads. They do. And, and listen, Derek said this himself, supporters are entitled to their opinion. You know, they pay they pay good money, hard-earned money to, to come to stadiums like this today. Um, but the, the more joined up and the more together we can be, invariably the more success we'll have. So, um, again, the, the one thing I'll see is probably for, for every one negative comment, I've probably seen four positives or or neutral comments so again you know it's not like you're sitting there with you know a thousand people all saying negative things all the time it, 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 it's it very much that there's a there's always going to be people that will not like one bit or the other there's bits of the clubs that I support that I don't like so you're always going to have that bit but um, I think listen when people when people pay their hard-earned money they're entitled to, to have their opinion but again it's just bringing everyone together and, and having that one cause and that that one fight it's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Hello from Dave Salmon. Thanks for downloading this episode. Thanks for your eyes and ears on Shrimps Live as well. Always appreciate it. Thanks if you've got in touch on Twitter or on text or WhatsApp as well. Always really appreciate reading your messages. Or I promise I do read every single one of them and they are really greatly received. And six games then to save our League One season. It's uh, it's becoming an uphill battle, isn't it? There's no two ways about that. And you feel that the Easter weekend is going to be something of a, of a do or die uh, for Morecambe uh, we've got to keep the faith it, it, it's as simple as that I think sometimes uh, it, it's very easy uh, to, to jump to the conclusions that, that uh, oh we're not trying or, or well we didn't get our best there but do you know what I think uh, I think yesterday I'm speaking to you on, as I record this on Sunday morning uh, after the Barnsley game I, I think sometimes you've just got to think do you know what against the backdrop of everything that happened at the Mazuma in the last few days with a wages situation and the fact we were going to a side who are not out of the automatic promotion picture they've won 11 of the last 13 games in the league and, and were wanting a bit of a uh, I suppose a reaction after their defeat to Exeter on Tuesday night as well. Everything kind of conspired against us, really. I, I think you can argue all you like about team selection and tactics and whether you like the players or whether you don't like who's on the bench or you don't like the manager, whatever it might be. And, and that's absolutely fine. As, as a supporter, uh, you pay your money, you're entitled to your opinion, whatever that might be. And, and nobody would ever, ever criticise you for, for saying any differently. What I would say is, though, uh, we've got six enormous games left. And from those six games, we've got to win three or probably four of them if we are to stay in League One. It seems an almost impossible ask at the moment, doesn't it? But you never know. Stranger things have happened. You look to last season, we were in a very similar position. We were down and out. We didn't look like we were going to be scoring another goal, let alone get another point. And then suddenly we got 10 points from five games and we survived. We need to do similar this time round. And as a fan base, we need to rally around the, the, the club. It's as simple as that. We need to put everything aside of our opinions and everything else because we can't change where we are in the league but what we can do is affect the last six games of the season we need to rally behind the troops let's be that 12th person in the final six games of the season as uh, as Dale Pride McDonald the, the head of uh, media and communications who was on co-commentary uh, for the Barnsley game with me said and he's dead right 
uh, as fans we can make a difference we need to all be in the same boat together and I really hope that we can do that if you're heading down to the Mazuma sing and shout your hearts out on Good Friday against Plymouth it's not going to be easy of course but we know uh, we can compete and even beat uh, teams towards the top end of the table at home we've done it earlier in the season and there's no reason why we can't do it again if you're not heading down to the game full match commentary of course as ever on Trimps Live on FM and DAB Plus and you can listen and watch via iFollow as well We'll be on air uh, across North Lancashire and South Cumbria from 2.45. I will look forward to your company then. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.